What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another week of the show, the podcast. I hope you guys have all enjoyed the incredible baseball season thus far. All-Star weekend, or All-Star handful of days, was pretty cool. I wish they did it on a weekend, by the way. Silly schedule makers. Uh, the the All-Star game was pretty much a snoozer, but everything else was kind of cool. I know the Home Run Derby is not necessarily a fun TV product, but I still enjoyed it. Uh, today on the show, the podcast... We're gonna we're gonna be positive? Question mark. Uh, we are. We are critical of SDS and MLB the show on this program when we need to be critical. I try not to be unrealistic. I try not to. Uh, what's the word here? Be like offensively negative. You know, I, I try to keep it pretty. I know I get animated and frustrated, but I try to keep it level and respectful as best as I can. What comes with the other side of that, though, is if you're if you're gonna do that, if you're gonna be critical, you also have to be positive and praise things when things should be praised. So today we're gonna do that. I think the last week to ten days of content in MLB The Show has been really strong. And really fair. And that comes after a set two in which all of us were ready to storm SDS headquarters with pitchforks and things on fire. So that seems like a pretty pretty good shift to me. Let's let's get into it and start here. I take you guys first to the pack store, a place I never recommend that you go normally. But during the All-Star Game festivities, this was such a good place to be and the packs are still here. So first things first, before we even talk about the value of these packs, we're going to talk about the fact that they gave us draft cards. Paul Skeens, he's here. Dylan Cruz, he's here. Max Clark, another 99 is here. Wyatt Langford, another 99 is here. I'm not going to go through every single draft card. But, and I think we talked about this, if not on the last podcast episode, at least sometime last week in one of our videos. That is cool friggin' content to add to the game. That is such a great way to get us familiar with prospects before they're even future stars. And you could argue that they're, they're still future stars, but you know what I mean. It's also a great thing for Major League Baseball, let alone MLB The Show, Major League Baseball, to market the draft. You know which draft people care the least about? It's either the NHL draft or the MLB draft. <laughs> but by adding the draft to the All-Star festivities... And by putting some of these cards at MLB The Show, it created anticipation for draft night. It created anticipation for content. It was just overall really good marketing and really smart, especially of the people at SDS to capitalize on getting these guys' uh, name image likeness thingies, face scans when they could. I had heard somebody in a stream say that they were doing face scans at the MLB Scouting Combine. I don't think every face looks perfect, but I had heard. I'm, I Listen, I'm not trying to out here confirm that. I'm just... Saying what I've heard on the streets. Um, but the fact that they've added draft content is super cool. And they made the packs affordable, sort of. So as you can see, the draft pack, the home run derby pack, and the all-star game pack are 50k. Which, you guys might have to help me out here. I know they jacked up the price on a lot of packs this year, the specialty packs. But I'm pretty sure all-star and home run derby were always 50k. Maybe they were 40k. 
But I knew they were always expensive because the, the rare round cards are always juicy, beefy, gross. But what they did, they did something great. They said, listen, user base, we know that we've made our packs hella expensive. We're not sorry about it, but we know we've done it. So what we'll do is we'll throw y'all a bone, and you can get one of each of these three specialty packs for a heavily discounted price. You can get a draft pack for 80% off at 10,000 stubs, which is a home run, because even if you get the base round and don't want the card, you just quick sell it and get your 10,000 stubs right back. Otherwise, you're full in the profit. And if you get the rare round, you keep the card and use it and have a blast. Awesome value there. They, I think they realized that they fucked up a little bit <laughs> because there was just, there was no stub exchange. So they made the home run derby and the all-star game 15K. So your quick sell still costs you 5,000 stubs, but it is so worth the risk or investment, however you determine how you spend your stubs. So worth it. Those are 70% off 15K as opposed to 50. And then the cards that came out of these, I mean, Paul Skeens and Dylan Cruz are no doubt starters on my God Squad. I think they're nuts. Clark is really good as well. Lankford is okay. I don't like his swing personally, so that's just why I'm not a fan of his. But with the home run derby rare round, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. is my new first baseman. This card is friggin' insane. His good 99s are always friggin' insane. Whenever Did we get a 99 Vladdy at the end of last year or the year before? Whenever it was, love that card. Super cool. And you could have gotten him for 15k. Or, as we'll get into later, free. But we'll talk about that in a second. The other rare round was Randy Arozarena, which actually, if I'm being completely honest, I think is built even better than Vlad Jr. The problem with this card, in my opinion, is that his swing is really, really bad. Righty-righty, Rosarena's not good, in my opinion, how I play with them. Maybe it's different for you, I'm just speaking for myself. Lefty on the mound, I'm in. I'm not even talking attributes, by the way. I'm just talking strictly the way his swing works. Uh, but this is a sick card. Super sick card. I have this one too. And I got it for free, but we'll talk about that in a second. And when we talk about the All-Star Game cards... Listen, the All-Star Game was a dud. A lot of the guys we hope did well didn't do diddly shit. So we got a... Busted Elias Diaz card, which is actually crazy good because his swing is really nice. Catcher right now is actually pretty deep, which is a good problem to have. Usually we're pretty shallow. Mauer, Adley can get be gotten for free through the program. A lot of people use Schwarber. Some people use Carlos Santana. Elias Diaz maybe is buried there. But this is a very cool card, and it's a very fun card. His swing is really nice. And the other one is Yanni Diaz. Again, a card that I think is actually built better than Elias Diaz, the MVP. I love the high contacts. I just don't see why you would play this card at first base. I also think if you play him at second or left, you're running a large risk. Because he's slow, and his fielding is just so-so. Maybe you want to play him at third. That's fine. If you rake with the Andy Diaz cards, go for it. I think his swing is just whatever. But in terms of building a card well, this card is built perfectly. When you talk about like the the mid rounds or the rare rounds, there or the the, uh, the base rounds. Sorry, I couldn't think of the word. There's really not a ton to report. I think Yenier Cano or Yenier Cano. I'm sorry, I will learn how to say his name eventually. Should be in everybody's bullpen because his set one card was in everybody's bullpen, and this card's sick. This card's really good. I like his release point. 
I also like facing him. I beat the shit out of this card when I face it. Um, but I think this is a, an everybody-should-have type of card. And, 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 he's 11.5k. He's not going to break the bank. Um, home Run Derby, none of the other rounds were really God Squad material. You do get a budget Adley if you just want to use his swing until you get the 99. He's only 13k right now. Um, nothing to really report on this card. Because the reason you're using Adley is because he's a good bat with great defense. This one's defense is kind of just whatever. Um, when it comes to the draft, I don't think any of these base cards were really worth anybody's time. Blake Mitchell has a nuts swing. That's cool. Um, Kyle Teal has a good swing as well. This guy's got... Enrique Bradfield has perfect base running ability if you need a cheap bench bat or bench pinch runner. But like otherwise, nothing really to report. We're talking about the rare rounds here. And for you to be able to get access to rare round cards like that, potentially get access to rare round cards like that, for 10k, 15k, or 15k, all in, you could have spent... 15? 30? You could have spent 40k last week. I did the math. You could have spent 40k last week and gotten three rare rounds. Either sold them for hella profit, or kept them for insane value. Good on you, SDS. I'll say it. I'll be bold. I will stand out in front of the army of you guys trying to storm the gates and say, no, no, wait. They did this good thing. This was a good thing by SDS. And then they compounded the whole thing and made it even better. I want to show you guys, which I'm sure you've already done. Go to your other program. All-Star Week program. Let me drop the volume here just in case you guys hear the stupid static shock that I'm now upset at them again because they haven't gotten rid of it yet. But we're going to reverse it, go back positive. The All-Star Week program is 100 points. It includes three more prospects. Yohandi Morales, Colin Houck, Aiden Miller. All three of these cards are Duzi Pastinki Kaka. However, Colin Houck has a nuts swing. Like, if you're a cap person, stop being a cap person. But if you're a cap person, put Colin Houck's swing on it. Or whatever swing he has, put that swing on your card. Insane swing. They also uh, dropped five more, it's a bunch more, more than five, a bunch more all-star cards. Kode Senga, kind of nice. His control's really bad, but kind of nice. Bryce Elder, insane break. He's got 97 break on his sinker and then 99 breaks on his slider four-seam and change-up. I don't know if you want to use him in ranked. That's on you, your prerogative, but a cool card for free. George Kirby. He's going to put the ball wherever the hell he wants. His hits per 9 and K per 9 are really bad, though. But still, a fun card. I kind of wish they would have made him a reliever because he came in on relief in the game. I would have used him as a reliever. Different story, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Austin Hayes, really good swing. Not a God Squad card, but a theme team card. Framber Valdez, another 97 Framber Valdez. We did a How to Pitch with video with Framber Valdez a few weeks ago. I think because of his deception, he's semi-viable. A good card. By no means bad. Ozzy Albies, maybe a bench bat versus lefties. It's disappointing that his clutch is kind of bad, but a fun card who's a switch hitter with a good swing. Good card, good content. Jorge Soler, a bench bat against lefties if nobody's on second base. <laughs> if it's a runner on first, bring him in. He's max versus lefties. Jorge Soler has an elite swing. This card is going to dominate people's nightmares in Battle Royale or even events, and he is free. David Bednar, moving on. It's unfortunate that his pitch mix sucks. Another Corbin Burns. I don't think Corbin Burns is God Squad viable anymore. I think his attributes are excellent. And based on his attributes and pitch mix, I'd say, yes, he's God Squad applicable. But we've all seen this man so 
fucking much in the past three years that I think we're all used to hitting him and we all know what to sit on and how pitches work off each other. I just don't think he's deceptive anymore. Also, looking at this card, I am stunned to learn that he is 246 pounds. I know he's 6'3". That seems pretty big to me. Moving on. The best three parts about this program are at the very, essentially, the very end. They gave you the new Diamond Duo pack that dropped when the program dropped at 85. You could get Kyle Tucker, who we all know is an underrated 99 every single time he gets one. This basically just replaces his set 199 that we lost a couple weeks ago, and if you're a big Kyle Tucker fan, you could get him for the very low price of 35,000 stubs, or pull him from this pack. Also, Camilla Duvall, another 99 we're replacing from set 1. SDS is showing us early that, yes, we're going to get rid of set 1 cards, but we're going to do our best to give you ones to replace them, maybe even the same person. That's good! That eliminates all this, oh, but I work so hard for my set 1 cards, whatever will I do? You'll get Camilo Duvall right back. There he is. Uh, and he's excellent. Max hit per 9, basically max K per 9, his clutch is great, max velo, max break. I don't think he's the best reliever in the game because he only throws three pitches and they're all pretty predictable, but he's viable. He's usable. Go ahead, have a ball. And you can get him here for free. Of course, I'm not here promoting Diamond Duo packs as a great way to get your cards. They largely suck. But the fact that they gave you a chance at the new Diamond Duos for free, shout out. Lastly, this is super, super, super cool. At 95 program stars, you get to choose either a draft pack, a home run derby pack, or an all-star game pack. Go crazy. Which card have you wanted most? Take its pack and pray you get it. Awesome. Super dope. But then the best thing. Maybe one of the best things that SDS has done in like a month or two. Maybe longer. At 100 program stars for finishing the program, you get 5k XP. Which, you know, let's not shortchange XP, especially when a new program has come out. Or a new set has come out, rather. New XP reward path. But at 100 player points, or whatever the fuck they're called at this point, you get to choose one rare round player that came out in the last week. You want Skeens for free? He's yours. You want Vlad Jr. for free? Yours. Elias Diaz? Sure. Take him. How cool is that? That's awesome! That's so good! It unlocks this whole every card's behind a pack thing. A lot of the cards are still behind packs, and you will not catch me arguing that point. I still think too many of them are behind very expensive packs. But this is awesome. This is super good. I, like an idiot, was impatient. And the night they dropped, I purchased Skeens and Cruz. I purchased Guerrero. And I purchased Diaz. <laughs> The night they dropped, because I wanted to use them, they looked fun. So I took a Rosarena out of my free pack, and out of this, I forgot what I took, but I know I base-rounded it, so whatever, it's a wash, not a big deal. And if we can continue gassing up SDS a little bit here, because I think they deserve it for once in a long time, the program wasn't a pain in the dick. There were moments, none of which were hard, I enjoyed that there were two moments that called for playing multiple innings, and they got you seven program points instead of two. Super cool. You could get one point for every event win, 
So theoretically, you could just play the event 100 games, win 100 games, and get the whole program done. I think you're a lunatic if you did that, but theoretically you could have. There was a conquest that dropped. They dropped a conquest. Bless the SDS for dropping conquests with their new content. Every content drop of significance should include a conquest for people who like conquest and want and want more offline grinding, but also just to give us options on how to grind our content. And then lastly, they were player there were player missions, none of which were egregious. They really weren't bad. And the event lined up pretty well with the cards that just dropped, so you could use just about all of them. This program was built so well. SDS, I know that you're listening. Build every program this way. <laughs> I know not every content drop comes with crazy 99s. You guys always hit All-Star Week out of the park. All-Star Week content is always crazy. You guys work overtime to deliver cards in the wee hours of the evening, or more, I guess morning, the late hours of the evening, wee hours of the morning, whatever you want to say. Um, so All-Star Week content, we have come to expect good things. And the fact that the All-Star Game cards weren't that good is not SDS's fault, guys. It's the fact that the game was kind of boring. Um, but this program was just done so well. Rewards that are worth our time. Coveted rewards that are worth our time. More cards in the program, some of which are semi-okay, and at least have, like, something that makes them usable. Like, is Jorge Soler a god squad right fielder? No. Does he crush the shit out of lefties, thereby making him a relevant bench player and somebody that you might want? Yes, he has use. That's important. Cards need to have use. Soler has that. That's just one example, of course, but you guys know what I'm saying here. I love this program because we talk so much, or we have talked so much this year, about SDS only catered this program to offline people, or only catered this program to online people. There was never a clear split. They did this reasonably well with this one. If I had my way, which is just nitpicking, and people might not like it, they might just think I'm complaining, but just hear me out here. I think I would have made every event win two points. Because when you think about things... A moment, on average, let's say you fail a couple times, takes you, what, three or four minutes and you're getting two points? An event game takes 15 minutes, maybe 20, and you're only getting one point. From a time investment standpoint, I just think we should make them both two points. That's just a gripe. Just a little, little gripe. Not a big deal. A little gripe. But you can, you can grind this program however you want. You want to skip the conquest? The conquest is worth 20 points. You want to go win 20 event games? Get your get your two rewards, because your 20th win gets you Jim Edmonds for the second reward. There you go. Boom. You've done it. The conquest will theoretically go a little faster, and you might miss out on a handful of free packs. But instead of spending time on that, you're spending time grinding the program. Or grinding the event, rather. Options, guys. Options are good. Options are great. I am so thrilled with the way set three has gone so far. I have... I no-lifed it, guys. I no-lifed it. So, don't make fun of me. But I got Corbin Carroll already. I finished the Season 3. Team Affinity. Corbin Carroll, uh, in my opinion, is not the best card out of this. It's Jose Ramirez. Jose Ramirez, now including one Hall of Fame game, is hitting 645 with 10 homers and 24 RBI. This is a top 8 card, batting card, in the game. So get him immediately and put him at second base, in my opinion. Um, 
just a, it's it's unfair how good this card is. Um, I've also gotten to my first collection pack. I've taken Ronald Acuna. This is the best Ronald Acuna we'll probably ever get unless we get a finest Acuna that's 125 everything, which at this point might be possible. It really might be. Um, I'm hitting a cool 526 with him, including one Hall of Fame game. He's my leadoff hitter, so he doesn't have a lot of uh, RBI. He's got one RBI, but I, I'm one for one in stolen bases with him. And if you guys know how badly I steal bases, I should tell you all you need to know. This card's great. But set three has been great. The program's great. With all the new content, let me guys give you just a quick update on my God Squad. I know I posted a God Squad gameplay video, shocker, on Friday, but it's changed even since then with the new cards I have. Ronald Acuna has replaced Sammy Sosa in right field. Nothing wrong with Sammy Sosa. I think he's still very much a top six outfielder in the game. Just wanted to try something new. Acuna's a lot of fun. Jose Ramirez has replaced Corey Seager. I love Corey Seager. Jose Ramirez is 15 times better than that card. He's a switch hitter. He's got an immaculate swing. Just so does Corey Seager. But just everything works with this card. Uh, I've showed you guys in that God Squad video Friday that Vladdy Jr. is playing first base now. I don't think there's a better first baseman in the game. David Ortiz, maybe you rake with him, but he is a horrible defensive first baseman. And first base defense matters just a little bit this year. Matt Olson, I wish his contact versus left was just a smidge higher. If it was 100, maybe we're talking about Matt Olson. But because it's only an 85 and his clutch is only a 106, not Matt Olson. Um, and then as far as secondary first baseman, Josh Donaldson is certainly an option. Luis Arias, I guess you could play there if you don't mind not having a ton of power at first base. Jackie Robinson, in my opinion, is best suited for another position, shortstop second. Schwarber, I wouldn't be playing at first. Utley, I wouldn't play at first. Harper, I wouldn't be playing at first. Like, first base this year is not as overpowered with one or two people. But let me get back to the point here. That's three new cards already from last week's content on my God Squad. Then you go to the bench, Corbin Carroll's there. Jock Peterson, who is incredible, is just the best bench bat in the game. And you could start him at first base if you want to. I prefer using him in situations where I can maximize his potential. That's why I have him on the bench. Plus, I like Vladimir Guerrero. Uh, Matt Holiday, by the way, you could play at first too. Forgot him because he's on the bench. Skeen's in the rotation. John Donaldson's the best effing pitcher in the game. You guys will see more about him on Thursday in the How to Pitch With video. Uh, spoiler alert, he was fucking amazing. He did incredible. It was insane. And then the bullpen. We got Josh Hader. He's from the XP path. We got Cano. We got Devin Williams from the XP path. Listen, set three has been everything we've needed it to be so far. We also have Extreme Program coming at the end of July. They said that in the last feature premiere video or premiere, whatever the hell the videos are called. They realized and have acknowledged that set two was a dud. They've reversed course so far. The drop of a new program, or new program, I keep saying that. The drop of a new set is always really deep. All-star content is always really good. So you compare or, or couple those two things together, and we knew that we were going to get some gas at the beginning, the beginning of July. But with extreme program coming back, and with who knows what else content coming out soon, I'm in. Strap me in. I'm ready for a long summer of not leaving this chair. I got myself... Look, I'll even show you guys. Look at this. Look, I purchased myself a memory foam ass cushion. Memory foam ass cushion. 
because I'm not going to be moving from this chair quite a bit. I'm going to be sitting here a lot. Grass, what is it? Um, I'm just happy that they reversed course, honestly, because it was bad in set two. It just was. And they acknowledged it, and I appreciate them acknowledging it. SDS goes through spurts of acknowledging their, their shortcomings and then sometimes ignores it. So we have to appreciate when they actually call it out. But shout out to SDS. Honestly, shout out to SDS. Super cool content so far. I'm curious what you guys think about set three. I don't think I'm overblowing the content. I really think it's it's been excellent. I think it's been very good. Cards have been better and usable. We talked about some of the Team Affinity 3 cards. Actually, even though they're 97s, which is upsetting, they have value in some ways. That's all you can ask for. Make cards have a reason to exist. Even 92s can have value if they're built appropriately. Don't just build shit, <laughs> is what I'm getting at. But guys, that is going to be the end of this episode of the show, the podcast. I just wanted to take some time to praise good stuff. I don't always do that on this program, and it's not because I'm a negative Nancy. It's because sometimes we got to vent and we got to call some stuff out. Uh, but just the content's been great. It really has been. Last week was amazing. The program was built perfectly, and I'm happy. All smiles. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you for making it to the end of the episode. Like, subscribe before you go. New episodes every Tuesday. New content on YouTube. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Make sure you subscribe. And I'll see you next time.